Connected Life. The Connected Life with hosts Travis and Carrie Fry is all about helping you live a more connected life. They want you more connected to God, self, spouse, family, community, and to the world at large. It is their belief that the more connected you are, the holier and healthier you will be. So stay tuned to The Connected Life with your hosts Travis and Carrie Fry as they explore all facets of what it means to live the connected life. Welcome to The Connected Life, a ministry of Crossroads Counseling on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. I'm your host, Christian Counselor Travis Fry. The Connected Life is all about intimately connecting with and loving both God and others. Welcome to our show. In just a moment, Crossroads Counseling Therapist Lauren Jack will be joining us to talk about her journey and how she works with her clients to really bring hope and healing. So stay tuned. Uh, It's a really great uh, conversation that I have with Lauren Jack, who was actually the very first guest on The Connected Life two or three years ago. Uh, Some of you may know that we are nearing an end of our show here on 1360. And if you are a fan of our show, I would really encourage you to go to Facebook and like our page. It's The Connected Life Radio. Stay in touch with us. You could also go to uh, Counseling Phoenix Scottsdale. Um, That's our website. You can give us a call at 623-680-3486 if you're in the uh, Phoenix or Scottsdale area or in Arizona and are looking for counseling services. We, my wife and I, Carrie, uh, we have just had an awesome time coming to you guys every week and hopefully bringing some encouragement to remind you the importance of getting connected and staying connected with uh, community, with the body of Christ, with your spouse, uh, with God, and uh, with yourself. So without further ado, I give to you Crossroads Therapist Lauren Jack. I am here with Crossroads Therapist Lauren Jack, who actually was one of our, well, not one of our, our very first guest on the Connected Life Radio, and that was probably three, two, three, now. three years ago, maybe. You're kidding. It was it, maybe two, almost wow. three years ago. That flew by. Yeah, it did go by. Yeah. And so we have come full circle now, yeah. and it's great to have you back. It's back so on good the show. to be here. Yeah. Really good to be here, Travis. Really excited. Uh, you do a lot of excellent work, and um, gosh. Things like EMDR, which we talked about the very first time that you came. Yeah. Um, I know you work with a lot of people doing, helping them with depression mm-hmm. and anxiety. Yeah. Um, you work with couples as well, mm-hmm. which is probably my influence, my influence on you. Yeah. Um, you do a lot of beautiful work, wonderful work. Mm-hmm. And since we have last visited, Lauren, uh, you have added some new, um, new tools to your uh, toolbox, to my so trade, to speak. Yeah. yeah, to your trade. Right, right. And I would love for you to have an opportunity to talk about what you do. And sure. um, I know there's someone out there who is listening who could really benefit from your experience and your expertise and your knowledge and your wisdom. So um, you have been on this journey of learning about mindfulness. Yeah. And yep. so maybe you can talk about. Uh, your journey and, and talk about mindfulness and what that is. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for, for that introduction. I appreciate that. Um, I'm going to do my best to give mindfulness uh, its fair due here. I'm learning as I go along as well, too, and it's kind of unfolding um, at its own rate. Um, mindfulness, from what I have discovered, is basically the art of observing your thoughts, the art of just noticing what is coming up um, without judging it and just sort of being okay with what's coming up, which can can be quite a lot for, for a lot of people. But that's kind of uh, the, the gist of what mindfulness is. And there seems to be this massive uh, um, you know, influence and massive uh, talk around mindfulness. And so I'm glad we have the opportunity to kind of go in maybe a little deeper and just talk about what that might mean for certain people and myself for sure. Right. It sounds a lot like self self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So really being in tune with with you, your thoughts, your emotions, maybe even your body, like right. what your body is experiencing, what mm -hmm. your body might be telling you. Mm -hmm. um, and so just really having this um, awareness of yourself and where you are mm -hmm. at all times. And then you said um, without without judgment. That seems to be yeah. like a really key piece to, to mindfulness. Right, right. And, and, and just to give you a little bit of background here with um, the way I perceive it, especially in the EMDR world, is we are very left-brain people, and we need these incredible brains to begin to analyze and process and associate and categorize. We need that for our survival and, and to, to, you know, to get through the day here. Um, but what happens is we begin to get trapped in some of those thoughts, and we begin to think that that is who we are. Um, and sometimes we have past programming um, via childhood or um, traumas that, I'm, that I work with a lot um, or just sort of um, figuring something out. And then what happens is our brain will go over and over and over that particular thing. And again, we get lost in that and we begin to think that's who we are. And so it's just noticing almost like a... Um, um, a researcher would notice what's going on. So a researcher just kind of goes in and says, oh, okay, I notice that I'm, I'm pretty angry, or I notice that my body is kind of uh, um, thinking more about past situations, or I notice that I'm, what I fill in the blank, for every thought, there's, there's trillions of things. So, so like an observer. Yes. Making yes. observations about yourself. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I went through a course recently, and it was really mind-opening because I've always been in, um, uh, intrigued with this idea of mindfulness. But the course that I went through had me, um, it was more of an experiential situation. So it wasn't learning um, via note-taking and uh, test-taking, but it was, okay, now get out there and, and start to notice what's happening in your world. How are you showing up in your conversations? How are you driving? What, when you're driving, what are you thinking about? What are you doing? And in, initially, they don't have you change too much, or what I do with my clients is I don't have you change too much because that can feel exhausting and daunting and all kinds of things. But what I have you do is begin to just notice what's happening. So you start to become familiar with the different patterns that you that you have in your body and uh, and the different chemistry. So, geez, I was thinking about this thing and I started to feel this way. So you just kind of notice at first, right? And so sometimes, so it's, again, it's like bringing awareness <clears throat> to a lot of um, sensations or feelings yes. or thoughts yeah. that you may not even be conscious of. 
and not we even be aware of Travis what's happening. Yes, yes. yes. And, and what's so exciting is that we're, we're starting to know that we are only conscious of 5% of what we are, what we are observing in our world. The other part is 95% of us is unconscious. So mm-hmm. it's observing and feeling and picking up on uh, colors and sensations mm-hmm. and all kinds of different things. So if we allow the unconscious to kind of take over without, you know, focusing on that or being aware of it, then it's going to run the show without us knowing. And we're going to get mm-hmm. trapped in that illusion that that is who we are. Yeah, I, re- I really like mm-hmm. that. You mentioned uh, EMDR. And I would love for you to uh, basically, you know, identify what what does EMDR stand for. Talk a little bit. Talk a little bit about EMDR, mm-hmm. but also talk about mm-hmm. how you integrate mindfulness into your EMDR practice, and you know how that. What kind of person out there is this kind of practice really helpful for? That's yeah. a that's a great question. So EMDR is, it stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. And what happens is people go through traumatic experiences. They can be um, very micro or very macro, like you would imagine in in a war setting, or it can be a divorce or something that has happened that sort of took us off course of who we perceived ourselves to be. And what happens is the brain is designed to say, I can never let you get hurt again. I don't want you to get hurt. So sometimes it'll loop around and it'll say, um, uh, it'll remind you of sensations or situations, or it'll have you, you know, some people have used the words, I obsess about this thought, or I'm afraid of this particular thing happening. So with the EMDR, we um, go back into the, the, the time in which this particular thing happened. and The traumatic event. The traumatic event, yes. correct. And we begin to have the person, um, and I'll be not real, um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be kind of vague here, but have the person go back into the traumatic event via bilateral stimulation that we talked about in the last episode, or in the last time we met. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as we um, go in through there, what happens, as you can imagine, is a lot of different things begin to come up. Um, a lot of different uh, emotions and feelings begin to come up, and we sometimes can be called, it would it do what's called um, become flooding or overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And so in, in my sessions, I make sure that people are grounded and we do safe place and all kinds of different things before they leave here so their nerves are not on end and they know what to do. There's a lot so of self-care. Grounding is really to help mm-hmm. the person uh, be able to tolerate their experience. So yes. as they're talking about, a traumatic experience or event, it's really in the moment as they're talking about it with you as the therapist, is to give them some tools or some ways of being able to almost like cope with um, what they're what they're feeling. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, because we start the bilaterals in the office, um, it doesn't mean that the body or the brain has not has not stopped processing. So when they leave, so from session to session, there's going to be this time frame in which they may have. Um, dreams or memories or all kinds of different things. Now, this is where the mindfulness comes into play. Instead of going back to that particular time, instead of going back to that particular emotion and through the law of association, feeling and thinking more and more of it, I have them just notice. Just notice what's coming up for you without judging yourself, knowing that your brain is just protecting you and it's kind of sifting through contrast so that you can begin to come to a conclusion with this. And so maybe they'll write things down or they'll notice I was overwhelmed. And when we notice those emotions, what happens is now they have the chance to begin to dissipate and to go. 
But when we notice them and hold on to them and have other emotions just like it, now through that law of association, we begin to have more and more and more and more thoughts of it. So this is just a way of noticing, okay, this is what my body's wanting to experience or show up and do. And we gently let it go. Right. And sometimes the feeling still stays there. It's not that this is not a be all, um, you know, state of, 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 of awareness. Sometimes the darker emotions stay there, but we just kind of notice it and let it go. Notice it and let it go. So is that, <clears throat> excuse me, is that the process by which mm-hmm. someone really, you so you're saying like they notice it and they let it go mm-hmm. and they're not really judging yes. or being really overly harsh Yes. with themselves or what the experience mm-hmm. what the experience is think yeah and they're letting it go and so this is the process of how somebody is really healing from yeah. a traumatic experience using EMDR and mindfulness. Yes, exactly. Okay. And they're not getting caught in the illusion of how the brain is showing up because it doesn't make it the truth just because the brain is going back to an association. Mm-hmm. It's just we just need to be aware and just start to become familiar with how our unique brain and our unique me- mechanism comes into play so that we can get access to the truth of who we really are. I, I like that when you talk about it. it's not because we're thinking it, it doesn't make it true. That's right. Right. So if I've had a... An, a traumatic experience, and maybe I think that somehow that makes me defective, that I'm that I'm unlovable, or that I'm not yes. enough. That's not the truth, right? right? The truth is how God sees us, right? And through this process of EMDR and mindfulness, we're able to let go of those negative um, lies, yes. those false distortions about yeah. ourselves, yeah. and we're able to move closer to the truth, which yes. is. Gosh, I am valuable. Right. I do have worth. Uh, God has redeemed me or God is redeeming me. Absolutely, Travis. Absolutely. And what happens is we get trapped in those lower emotions. We are not shame. We are not guilt. We are not apathy. We are not fear. De- we are not fear. We are also not the desire of um, sex addiction, drug addiction, alcoholism, all of these things that we use creatively to begin to self-regulate. So if we can just notice, okay, my body wants this thing. I am Okay, I'm feeling shame and guilt again. We won't become shame and guilt. We'll just notice that that's a part. And then it can begin to, we can begin to surrender it to God so that we can have access to what it is that we were meant yes. to have access to. And the non-judging piece, uh-huh. you know, so I can feel shame and then feel shame that I have shame. <laughs> not only can you so feel not, shame, we all do. We all right. feel shame. We all feel yes. guilt. That's the that's a universal gift of all of us. But how long what is that refractory period? Yes. How long will we stay there? Are we going to identify with that being who we are or is that just something that we just notice that our body, you know, plays with? Yes. You know, there's a uh, a proverb it's actually Proverbs 23:7, Lauren that says, "For as a person thinketh in his heart, so is he." And yeah. gosh, I love the wisdom that you find in scripture. So what I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you is the person thinketh in his heart, so is he. And yeah. gosh, I love the wisdom that you find in scripture. So what I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you is how do our thoughts, you're kind of talking about this right now, but how do our thoughts affect how we feel? And why is it really important for us to be more observant yeah. and yeah. really notice them? Through my um, obsession with kind of finding out some of these ways of, of communicating this, not only to myself, but to my clients, I have come across some neat information that says every thought that we have begins to create a chemical in our body. 
Um, sometimes it's, it's dumping adrenaline and cortisol. You can imagine if we're feeling shame and guilt and the body system becomes sick and tired and all kinds of different things. We can feel that we're off from where God's wanting us to be when we are operating in those lower feelings. Um, shame, again, guilt, all kinds of things. And what happens is we learn to feel these ways, and then we begin to habitually think them over and over and over again. It becomes what we think is who we are. Yeah, for and as a man thinketh, that is what he becomes. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> right. And so when we start to have other um, emotions, such as courage and um when we have courage, what we do, like a, cur a courageous person is somebody who um, maybe is an alcoholic and goes and gets help or somebody who keeps sifting around in their own thoughts or in their own traumatic ways of being and then they go in and get help via therapy or a priest or whatever it may be. Then all of a sudden we have new access to information and we feel more empowered. So we can begin to, um, we have to notice the thoughts that are coming up. If they feel bad, I would start to explore them, start to notice what's coming up. And so that way God will allow these um, virtues to settle in because we have to remember this is free will right we have yes. free will but we have to know what's going on yes what what's been your personal experience with with mindfulness how has it helped you Lauren yeah so um I when when I was doing the practice with what the what the gal would always teach us was to get out there and start to notice notice what's happening notice when you are notice what's coming up and so there's, there was many, many, many experiences that I, that I had, and I noticed, boy, I, I, I uh, noticed when I was in a negative conversation with, with people I loved or in a positive one, and I was trying to do it without judgment. Um, just a, the kind of a silly one was I remember going over to the grocery store, and I, I saw someone that reminded me of a childhood friend. And I, you know, I parked my car. I didn't think too much of it. And as I began to think about this particular person, all, some of these lower emotions that we were just talking about sort of crept in. And I had these associations and memories. And I'm going through the grocery store, completely not mindful. I'm just sort of in my own mind, creating my own scenarios. And I'm feeling guilt and shame and anger and then laughter and all kinds of different things, right? And I get out of the, the, the grocery store and I sit in my car and I kind of laughed to myself thinking, all right, I just took myself on an emotional journey that really didn't mean, that wasn't who I was. It was just sort of me not being aware. So I, It's like you a know, roller coaster. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> and we're doing it all day long, yeah. all day, every day. And that's just one silly one. There's some deeper ones where I realized that, wow, I'm not even, I am so feeling 12 again. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling as if um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm operating with emotions that I had when I was younger. And so when I can just notice those, then they begin to go away. But they don't always change. They don't right. always, you know, change into this, this beautiful thing. But by right. knowing them, I'm now not them. So you've started the process. I feel like right. it's a lifetime of a process. Yes, this is not something you have put a period at the end of. Yes. This is constantly beginning to understand and unfold who we are. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Can Christians practice mindfulness? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think that's a great question. And it's been asked to me several times. And I understand um, some of the reluctancy with that. Um, meditation has its roots in Eastern philosophy. So meditation um, can mean all kinds of different things. Uh, we hear um, chanting, um, concentrating and focusing on symbols and ohms and all kinds of unique things. But what we're talking about here is really mindfulness, 
So that's just the art of observing how we're showing up. And for me, when you begin to practice mindfulness, it only brings me closer to what it is that is the truth of who we are. Yes. Because now I'm not sifting around in some, some darkness or some things that m- maybe I had an association with at one time, but now I no longer do, but yes. my brain keeps bringing it up. And so, so it's absolutely. Different, different than meditation. Completely. Um, and, you know, scripture Although talks it is meditative, about, right? It is It, it uh, is meditative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, scripture talks about meditation numerous times. Um, it even says about itself to meditate upon scripture day and night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. whereas meditation is more, um, like you might, you know, I've meditated on scripture where I'll take a, a scripture verse and I'll say it, you know, repeatedly to myself. I'll break down different words. Um, of the scripture verse and emphasize those different words mm-hmm. and really try to like you know integrate what you know what the word is saying mindfulness is a little different right you're mm-hmm. really it's almost like oh here comes that thought or mm-hmm. here comes that feeling i'm just observing it i'm not really judging it i'm just kind of letting it go and mm-hmm. kind of be on its way yeah <laughs> yeah when I was doing the course, they would have us um, practice mindfulness in the morning. So you would be sort of in a eyes closed or just kind of notice. And what they would have you do is notice the sensations that were coming in. So it could be as simple as, um, I'm feeling bored right now. I'm, I'm, this is really irritating. And, you know, it's funny. When I went through the, the um, mindfulness course, I thought I was going to start this mindfulness meditation where I would sit at each morning, and that just didn't land for me. And I had really good intentions. But what I do is I take this mindfulness in my walking meditation, and I, I sort of notice um, when, I'm, when I'm driving what's coming up. Not always, but when I do, it feels so much better because I don't get caught in that illusion and so you can do it all the time, every day. I want you to um, speak to the person who is listening, listening to you right now, who may be in a place that's hurting. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they've had some traumatic experience um, in their life. Maybe they're just in a place where they're down mm-hmm. and out and they feel hopeless. Yeah. What can you say to them uh, today, Lauren, and let them know? What a beautiful question. Um, When we are in those thoughts and when we have had traumatic experiences, to hear that it is just an illusion is, um, uh, it feels like I'm being ignorant um, because I understand the pain. And not only that, you have the thoughts, you have the emotions, you have the associations, and you have the chemistry running through saying, Lauren, you can't tell me this isn't who I am. But what there is hope for you to begin to break down some of these thoughts that the brain is trying to create for you. And, and by the way, the brain is incredibly beautiful. It wants to keep you alive. It wants to keep you knowing that it's got your back almost. But sometimes, because it's a, um, just a, a tool, an instrument, it can become as if we, that's who we think we are. And it's just not the truth. So there's lots of different tools out there. There's lots of different techniques that you can use to break the habit of being yourself and getting caught in some of these things uh, via EMDR, cognitive behavioral therapy, mindfulness. And at first, I promise you, it feels like a lot of work. It feels like sifting through um, uh, mud, but it gets easier and it gets easier because then you begin to form new neural nets that begin to give you a little bit of hope. Maybe that's all you need. And then it goes from there and from there. And then you will dip down again. I do all the time. I'm sure you do, Travis. And then you begin to have more tools so that you can begin to get out of it. Right. And it, it is worth the investment for sure. Yes. So. 
I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians 5.17. says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, and the new is here. And yeah. it's just that promise that we have. And I think this is just another way that God can... Um, Take out the old and bring in and bring in the new. Yeah, but we we've got to want it. We've got to reach out for it. Yes, so, absolutely, yeah. Lauren. Yeah. It's been great yeah. having you yeah. as our final guest, our first guest, and our final guest in the it. connected Thank life. You. And um, I absolutely uh, treasure you. You're an awesome therapist. Yeah. And Thank if you. you are interested in uh, learning more about Lauren, go to our website, which is counselingphoenixscottsdale.com or you can call us at 623-680-3486. Again, Lauren, it's been great to have you. Thank you, Travis. And, yes. and if I could just say thank you for all the incredible work that you do. I, I'm sure it translates out there on the air, but what you see is what you get or what you hear is what you get from Travis and those who have had the pleasure of working with you and for you know that you are next to my husband, the most genuine, most incredible man. And you just want people to heal and connect. And um, we thank you for what you're creating here. Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. And remember to get connected and stay connected.